Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are back, and we're going to finish out our notes that we started um, when we are talking about being an entrepreneur. Julie, I think I have uh, got you on. Are you there? I think so. Can you hear me? Julie? Yes. Can we hear you? Yes. I was, going to, I was going to mess with you, but I decided it would annoy the uh, listeners oh, too much. Yeah. I'm not going to mess with you. Mm-hmm. So I guess the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. So I um, had an interesting conversation with, and Julie, I don't know if you've had anything from the email realm or Facebook or whatever from any of our listeners you want to share. <laughs> a couple but of questions, had, but we can get to it. Sure. I had just had an interesting conversation with one of my um, private elite clients, a, con- a conversation that I'm sure you've had many, many times. And um, we are having – she is in her office. She's a bit of a mentor or coach type, so she has lots of new agents come to her. And she had this new agent. Um, I didn't ask for any details in the agent, age or whatever, but I know it was a gal. And she thought she, – she went to, you know, Lena, and she was asking Lena, what, Lena, you're so successful. How is it that you do it? And da 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 And Lena told her the answer. And the, the conversation is Lena tells me went something like this. Well, let's see. I pick up the phone, and the gal goes, no, 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 who should I be buying leads from, Realtor.com or Zillow? Or, and what should my CRM be? And then Lena goes, I pick up the phone. And then evidently this conversation went back, back and forth like three or four times because this gal, this new agent, just had it in her head that the only way for her to actually have business is to buy it. And so, yeah. look, those of you who have been in the business and that's been your reality for the past 10 years – or those of you who are thinking about getting in the business, because we have a lot of new, um, we have a lot of agent curious or realtor curious people that listen. Don't buy business. Don't buy your leads. That's just stupid. It just is. The, the topic of the podcast series that we're doing now is do you have the entrepreneurial mindset? And I'm going to tell you right now, if your mindset is you have to buy leads, you do not have the entrepreneurial mindset. You just don't. You don't even have to listen to the rest of today's show. Anybody who's a true entrepreneur is never going to be stuck in a position where they have to buy their business. I want you all of you to really let that, you know, let that thought germinate in your mind. And I'm going to tell you the simple answer why, because you're always going to be dependent. So I'm going to give you guys some interesting fun facts. I've been doing, um, we're working on a, a white paper, uh, you know, annual predictions, you know, type thing. But we're going to put a lot more meat behind it this year with regards to um, what we're seeing happening in the marketplace. But not just, you know, real estate statistics. But we're also going to really deep dive. It's going to be, it'll probably end up being like a little mini book. So we're spending a lot of time looking at these big trends that have been in existence for the past 10 years, and I'm not going to bore you guys with all this wonkish stuff, but here's the bottom line. The buying buyer leads trend is absolutely coming to an end, and um, aside from the fact that it's just really bad business to buy business, I mean, as far as if you ever want to actually have a profitable business, it's also coming to an end because the nature of the consumer uh, has changed. So. Zillow is not alone in this. A lot of other portals have done the same thing. 
the consumers have wised up to the fact that the agent that's sponsoring or featured or whatever next to the listing is not the listing agent. And so the consumers now even – they're absolutely avoiding those agents now because they, their experience with calling that person is, as we talked about yesterday, predicated on a lie. So when they call you guys, when they connect to, through you uh, to one of these paid ads that you're doing on like Zillow or whatever – you have to overcome the fact right away that you're not the listing agent. And enough agents aren't very smooth at that, that it has this bad experience with the, cons- the customer, so much so, or the potential buyer, so much so. Zillow now is, and you know, they have been doing this for a while. And from a business perspective, I certainly understand why they're doing this. They're trying to um, maturate, if that's the word, the lead prior to handing it off to the agent. They're trying to call that lead back first, they're trying to pre qualify that lead. They're trying to – I just want you guys to think about what I'm saying here, okay, because some of you are saying, oh, that sounds good. Well, stay tuned. They're trying to – you know, they're basically putting themselves in the front line of this relationship with this customer uh, before you. So you are, in essence, um, if, you think about, if you think about the nature of a transaction, what Zillow is doing – and again, I understand from their perspective why they're doing it, and if I run the company, frankly, I'd do the same thing. But from an agent's perspective, what they're doing is they're making you guys less and less important as part of the transaction because you aren't willing to take the time to gener- learn how to generate your own leads, aren't taking the time to learn how to uh, pre-qualify your own business. And so here's what they're doing. They're, gen- you know, they're uh, generating leads from their website. They're then supposedly calling those leads back, and they're maturing those leads. They're probably trying to get those leads into their mortgage company and all the rest of it. Good things for Zillow. But then they're referring these leads off to agents for a 35% referral fee. Now, I want you to, let's break this math down. Julie, I'm going to ask you to do some math. Are you ready? I'm grabbing my calculator. Hang on a second. Thanks for the warning. I know you love that. Okay. Okay. Yes. We're really going to drill down on this. Just think. Okay. All right. So, just before you start putting things in, just write down these, let's write down these assumptions. Most agents for at least part of the year are on an 80-20 split. Okay. So, write that down. Most commissions in the United States are uh, – I'm, I'm sure you're, if you guys are you know, from the Midwest, this isn't the case, but let's just use 2.5%. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, the average sale price in the United States is not this high, but let's say uh, 250 grand. Oh, Tim, this doesn't, isn't relevant to me. I'm in California. Come on. Do your own math. You can figure it out. Just listen to me for the sake of this point, okay? So – if you're doing okay, so first, Julie, I want you to figure out what That's an two and a half percent net of four is. Grand. I did it four grand. Okay, but you didn't include the referral fee. Oh, and the referral fee comes referral. and the referral right and the referral fee comes off the gross commission. Right. So it comes off the two and a half percent of two hundred and fifty grand. Five percent. What do you want me to use for a referral fee? How much? Thirty-five percent. Yes, thirty-five percent. Leaves us with 4062 minus 20%. Leaves you with 3250. Okay, so and that's before taxes and expenses. Mm-hmm. So most agents, actually, I don't think you're right about that, Julie. I think you did it wrong. I'm gonna do the math myself. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So we have 250 grand. If you're right, I'll apologize. Times 2.5%. Right. It's 6250. You know what? You probably are right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pre-apologize. Okay, and then most right. age. Okay, then you're gonna have to pay a 35% referral I, fee. I used two percent. Did I use two percent? I think I did. Two and a half, two fifty. Zero 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 times two point five percent. And then yep. okay, don't do, don't talk out loud. Just screw up my math. Minus twenty one eighty seven equals. Yep. Okay. Thirty two. Okay. Times. So then it's four zero six three. 
and then they're getting 80% of that, most of them. What did you say? 3250. Julie? Ah, yeah, 3250. Right, sorry. Yeah, $3,250 before taxes and before all the business expenses. Now, here's where the fun comes in, okay? How many hours does it take an average agent to sell a buyer a house? Between actually physically showing the house, and Julie, I'll need your expertise on this, right? Mm-hmm. How many hours do you think between prepping to show the house, talk, all the phone calls, all the follow-ups, houses in contract, all the inspections, everything else, how many hours go into the average buyer-side transaction, realistically? Mm-hmm. Not well, one, I make some assumptions that they 20? do some level of pre-qualification and that there's not tons to show them. I, w- I would say 20 to 30 hours. Okay, so let's say 25. So what's 3250 yeah. divided by 25? I can do that one if you don't have it ready. Yeah. I got divided it. By 25. All right, that's $130. All right, so that's $130 an hour. Now, for most of you, I would assume all of you, that's a good amount of money. And you're saying, well, that's a great amount of money. But let's look at it on the listing side of things. So let's go to the listing side of things. Let's say you go out, and, and Julie, you can help me with the math again. So let's say you go out and you list a house today uh, for 250 grand, and let's say the commission's the same at 2.5%. So you're going to list a $250,000 house, and you're only going to get one side of it. You're only going to get the list side. And so it's going to be two and a half, 250 grand times 2.5%. And I know a lot of you get more than that in commission on the listing side. So that's 6250. Now, I want all of you to understand that most agents, when they go out and list a house, um, what they're doing is they're keeping 3% or more to themselves, and they're only co-oping 2.5%. But just for the sake of keeping everything the same, let's say the gross commission is 6250 So you went out and you took the listing, and you know you basically had the listing, and that you have, no, you have, an, you have a broker split on it. So let's uh, – 6250 times – Five grand. Right, now you're at to five, five grand, right. So – are there any other expenses against that or any other referral fees against that? No. So you make basically more than 50% more working with a seller than you do working with a buyer. Now, But here's where it gets crazy. The amount of time it takes to work with a seller versus a buyer, I'll, I'll, we did it for years. So it's very simple. Once you follow our process and you learn to lead generate yourself, you learn to you know, pre-qualify and present, and you get the listing, that whole process – Talking to the agent on the phone, or talking to the seller on the phone, getting the listing appointment, pre-qualifying the seller, going on the appointment, taking the listing, preparing for the appointment. I kind of skipped that part. You know, you're gonna have to clean up and take a shower and maybe deliver the PLP. Right? There's gonna be some time in it. And then once the house is in contract, your total amount of time working with that seller is maybe seven hours. That's what I figured out with our years of coaching. It's about seven hours. So if you can make $5,000, Julie, $5,000 divided by seven. Okay, hang on a second. That would give you $714 per hour. Okay. So Even if we're off by half, it's still a heck of a lot better. Well, but we're not, though. So but we're not. here's the reality of, well, some of you will say, well, I have to close my own transactions and the rest of it. And, and you're right, and that might take maybe another couple hours. But in most states right now, there's very little that you're doing on the closing side of the transaction thing. Or you can hire a TC for like 300 bucks per file. But look, let's just keep the math simple here. You guys understand what we're getting at here. Working on the seller side of the business is so much more profitable. But from an emotional perspective, here's the other thing that focusing on the seller side of the business gives you, is it gives you independence from uh, – it basically gives you control of your schedule. It gives you control of your time. 
you actually are the one that's deciding whether you want to take appointments in the evenings and on the weekends and during your kids' birthday parties and ballet practices. You're the one that's deciding whether or not you want to, you know, essentially have to respond 24-7 to some lunatic buyer that's crazy about some new house that just came up that turns out it's not even in their market or price range. You're the one that decides whether or not you even want to ever work with buyers when you decide to dedicate yourself to be a listing agent. So everyone who's paying attention, I hope you guys can understand that at the end of the day, the only business in real estate is truly being a listing agent, and listings give you leverage, gives you leverage over your time. And I have to break this down to the very basics because I get it so many of you don't understand this. When you have one listing or five listings or ten listings, you have what will be a very predictable income because there will be a very predictable number of those listings that will sell every single month. That goes to our real estate magic number formula. So if you have ten listings at all times, you will probably have two or three of those sellers sell every month. And if your math works out like our examples right there, you'll be making about $20,000 a month. And it's predictable if you have a certain number of listings at all times. You know, obviously lots and whatnot don't really count. We're talking about single-family houses. So don't overanalyze what I'm saying. Just listen to the concept. But again, I'm going to go back to this. The reason that so many of you guys get burned out on real estate is because you have no control of your time. Because you have to work showing properties when they, as in consumers, aren't working, which means the nights and the weekends, which means the holidays oftentimes which means you're the one that's going to compromise everything that you see as important in your, in your life as far as your family and personal time when you decide to focus on being buyers or working with buyers. So not only do buyers, you, use, you lose virtually all of your leverage. You lose all your leverage in real estate. There is no virtually. You essentially become an hourly employee of the buyer. But now so many of you don't know uh, that you're also going to become essentially beholden to these lead selling companies. What's going to make it so these lead seller companies aren't just going to basically say, well, we're going to start charging you more referral fee? Because you've never developed the skill set to go after listings yourselves, you're going to have no choice but to pay it. And you will, or you'll be out of business. You'll say, well, you know, I'd rather do this than work at Walmart. Well, that's probably a good rationalization, but at the end of the day, Walmart right, probably has better health insurance than most of you do. Yeah. So, so focusing here, guys, focusing here, you've got to realize – that in order for you to be successful long-term in this industry, you have to be a listing agent. The only way you're ever going to basically be a successful listing agent is if you, is you follow an organized, disciplined approach. It's the real work in the business, but it's also the profitable end of the business. There's not a single person listening right now that will argue with what I'm trying to tell you. If you want to make profits of you know, 50%, 60%, 70%, and more, you have to be a listing agent. When you are a listing agent, guys, you can easily delegate virtually everything except the lead generation, the pre-qualifying, and the presenting, and probably negotiating. So you can, negotiate, you can delegate everything else. You can delegate the pictures, the signs, the this and the other things. And when you do get buyer leads, because you will get tons and tons of buyer leads, we estimate that one listing, a decent listing, not something that's in the outback someplace, but one decent listing is, is worth at least – will generate at least 50 raw buyer leads. Think about that. And you guys are buying these leads. You're willing to pay you know, what amounts to billions of dollars per year buying buyer leads where you can get them for free if you just focus on becoming a listing agent. So I go back to that agent walking into Lena's office, not even listening to what she's saying. Who should I buy leads from? That's the mindset now in this industry. It's sick. It's perverse. Are you listening to me, listeners? Are, am I making it through? 
a lot of your thick heads? Are you realizing the best opportunity in this business is getting by you? Is this resonating, guys? So listen, what you need to do is you need to request a free coaching call by going to freecoachingcallsforagents.com um, and then also download the real estate treasure map. By requesting the coaching call, you're going to get the treasure map. The treasure map is your fill-in-the-blank business plan. I want you to go to right to like page, I forget what page is, 13, 20, I don't remember, where it's going to help you work on your real estate magic number. That's going to drill down on how many listings you need to have at all times. And if there's one thing you need to dedicate yourself towards in the new year, one thing, it's becoming a powerful listing agent. Don't worry about your brand. Don't worry about your logo. Don't worry about your private agent website. Don't worry about your any of this other crap that you guys get distracted by. I want to give you complete permission to totally and completely worry about nothing other than becoming a powerful listing agent. That's it. Your life will become so much better. So much easier if you decide to focus on listings as your primary point, your primary mission in life. It's elegant. It's perfect. It's profitable. And will make you rich. And rich is where your money works for you. You no longer have to work for your money. And the only way that's going to happen is if you have lots of profit that's coming from your real estate practice. Jules? Yes. Well, so for example, from our private Facebook page, Mr. Matthew Sharp, who is a longtime Premier Coaching member, very coachable. We've known Matthew for a long time. And he posts... Uh, the Sharpie closed for the win, Matthew Sharp. <laughs> nice take on his name. But he writes, the seller planned on interviewing three agents and canceled the other two after meeting me. He even had stated when I started the Sharpie process, this has to do with your listing presentation we teach you in Premier Coaching, that he would be interviewing two others. But he ended up canceling the other two. Matt writes, now stop scrolling Facebook and go make your calls. The market is shifting and there's a fortune to be made. So thank you for posting that, Matthew. You're a great example of somebody who takes action and doesn't just listen to the podcasts and the coaching calls, but actually does a lot with them. You're earning while you learn, learning while you earn. So nice job. Also posted on Facebook are a lot of uh, holiday Popeye ideas. The wrapping paper project has been resurrected. And we're going to talk about that more on Premier Coaching today after this call. And then some open house pop buys, all sorts of fun holiday things for agents who are not just holed up in their basement or their home office, not doing anything or waiting for the start of the new year. So just wanted to give some shout outs there to those guys. And then on to the continuation of the entrepreneurial mindset. So we'll do point number five today. One of the tenets of people with entrepreneurial mindsets. And of course, this is related to things like not buying your business and taking action. Well, a mindset point is that entrepreneurs do not ask for permission. Well, what do we mean by that? For example, Stefan Bourquet, uh, founder and CEO of Vancouver, British Columbia, based incognito software. He says, true entrepreneurial types are more likely to ask forgiveness than permission, forging ahead to address the opportunities or issues that they recognize. What does that mean to you in real estate? This does not mean ignoring the do not call list. It means things like having the fortitude to do what other agents don't do and to do it at the highest level possible. For example, do use a pre-listing package that has killer unique selling propositions, even if your belief is that nobody else you know is doing that. Or everybody already uses the office presentation, why do I need to be unique? Well, do it especially when those conditions exist. Do use a proven listing presentation like what Matthew was posting about on the Facebook page. Do use an actual buyer presentation which results in a signed buyer agency agreement if you're going to work with buyers. Stop using your market, your broker, your habits as an excuse not to be aggressive. Listing and buyer clients want you to lead the way. 
You know, often in Premier Coaching, we get questions about things that are out of your wheelhouse a little bit. Maybe your first commercial deal, or you're just starting to get into probate, or maybe you've never called an expired. It's okay not to be perfect at it. Forage ahead anyway. The most successful agents simply take action and don't wait for somebody to say, well, now you got that script memorized, let's get to work. You learn as you go, and that's okay. Related to this is the next point. Entrepreneurs are fearless. Where most avoid risk, entrepreneurs see potential, says Robert Irvine, chef and host of Restaurant Impossible on the Food Network. Okay, now I'm going to go back also to Susan Jeffers, who I mentioned yesterday. She wrote the book, um, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. According to her, all fear stems from the fear of not being able to handle something. The fear of the unknown doesn't scare true entrepreneurs. Remember, the point is that entrepreneurs are more fearless. So as part of Premier, you know, we have a section called Scripts to Save Your Bacon, which addresses this. Some of you guys don't go into certain price ranges or neighborhoods or types of business because you're so afraid that somebody's going to ask you a question you don't know how to answer. So we give you simple scripts to deal with that. In your practice, what are you not taking action on because you're afraid of the what ifs? Well, what if you actually made contact with your expired list today? What if you set an appointment or two or three or five? What if you discovered that for sale by owners don't actually eat their young? They're nice people who need your help. Could they actually be really great clients? What would that do to your outlook? So using fear to avoid taking action in real estate costs you money every day. Make a list of the things you're not doing that you know are profitable. How can you overcome your fear and be more entrepreneurial, less fearful? I would say, Tim, one of the reasons they buy leads is because they're fearful of maybe getting a question they're not sure how to handle or actually having to learn some objection handlers because, you know, well, giving your credit card yeah. covers easier. Well, but that's the, I mean, honestly, I know that's true, but really where the fault lies in the most part, for the most part is the, is the industry leaders with quotes around the word leaders, not telling agents the truth, telling agents to hit the lazy button, the easy button when maybe they know better themselves and they still tell agents to do it. You know, I mean, Yes, agents are always going to go at the easy buttons, but so do every, does everyone naturally. It's the business maturity, it's the entrepreneurial mindset that has to step in at some point and make you realize that doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level is the answer to the question, all the questions you'll ever ask. And anything that's, per, uh, that's uh, you know, proposed to you that's supposed to remove you from having to do real work, chances are it's, you're going to end up paying a price that's far greater than you know, it's even remotely worth. And that's really the essence of what we are focused on is teaching all of you guys to be great entrepreneurs, but focusing primarily on being great listing agents. That's the main thing all of you hopefully are taking away from all of our rants over the past few days. Next point, Julie. Yeah, you got it. So entrepreneurs actually welcome change. This can be a big stumbling block for many agents, even when you're talking about the shifting market. But uh, there's a quote from Rosemary Camposano, who is president of the um, Halo Blow Dry Bars, which we've actually walked past in our travels. Um, she says, if you only have one acceptable outcome in mind, your chances of making it are slim. She says that if you're willing to listen, your clients will show you what they want and what will provide most value. So in real estate, welcoming change, which most of you guys know, uh, if you're you know, even remotely not asleep, the market is changing, it means being flexible. Flexibility and versatility are some of the leading hallmarks 
of our most successful coaching members. When things don't go as planned, they don't wig out, they don't give up, they simply find another way. We see this in accepting the changes of the market and changing your pricing strategy. Uh, we see your flexibility is having to be exercised these days by having more conversations with your sellers, different conversations with your buyers, your patience level is having to get a lot higher with your inspection negotiations as the power shifts a little bit more towards the buyer side and sellers can't just tell buyers to go jump in a lake anymore. So flexibility makes you money in real estate. Not coming unglued when things don't go the on, with the only acceptable outcome in mind that you had, which was the perfect deal. Well, perfect deals don't exist even in the best markets, but being flexible and finding a way. You know, we used to always say, as long as the buyer wants to buy and the seller wants to sell, there's a deal in there. You just have to figure out how to get all the moving pieces together. And I think after a decade of, you know, agents thinking negotiating is like choosing an offer and uh, no inspections for you, buy it as is, and that's it, that now that they have to negotiate a little bit harder on both sides of the deal, there is an underlying tendency of freaking out. Nobody wants to deal with harder deals, but that's what you've got. So a lack of flexibility, lack of versatility, particularly in a changing market, can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars by being a little bit of a blockhead and not changing. Anything you want to add to that, Tim? No, not really. I mean, it is, it's, you know, it's scary times for a lot of these agents that have never been through a market huh. shift before. I, but I have to say, to your point, it's scarier for those who have because you guys know how bad it can get. Um, while you were thinking, while you were, while you're talking, right. While you were talking, I had two thoughts. I, I, my first thought was back to the whole buying leads thing, which we probably have exhausted our diet, you know, essentially what we think about buying leads. They know. But if that were to all, if that were to all of a sudden become illegal, if buying leads were to become illegal, just, you know, wiped from the face of the earth, what would you guys do to generate business? How much more intently would you listen? Maybe your mindset entering into the new year is just that, just to challenge yourself to actually push yourself to the next level. That was the first thought I had. And the second thought I had was, what if you knew for sure? And this is these, these are the two, you know, this question in particular, it keeps my mind focused for our own business, right? But what if you knew for sure that six months from now, everything that Julie and I have been saying was absolutely true? The markets are in, you know, in, depending on, your price range and whatnot, but they're in turmoil. Interest rates are higher. People are panicking. It's mid-year. The market is falling off. Everything, you know, all the sources of business that you guys have been, everything is different, okay? What would you be doing differently now? I know some of you, because I just read your collective mind, said you'd be looking for a job, and maybe that's the best thing for you to do, to be honest. But what would you be doing dif differently now? I know exactly what you would be doing if you're entrepreneurial. You'd be learning how to be a listing agent. You'd be getting your pre-listing pack together. You'd be learning how to present. You'd be learning how to prospect. You'd learn how to proactively lead generate. You'd be learning how to work off a schedule. You'd be learning how to actually be a professional. What you wouldn't be doing is wasting time essentially looking for the next easy button. You wouldn't be wasting time going to seminars to learn about Instagram. You wouldn't be wasting time learning more about how to you know, do clever Facebook posts. You know that stuff doesn't work, but you rationalize that you're working when you're doing it because nobody is there telling you that you're wasting your time. And that will really play out when the business is harder to get, which is going to happen in all of your markets next year. And then you're going to remember this podcast – and then you're going to wish you would have listened. And then six months from now, or a year from now, depending on how slowly your market uh, evaporates, basically slows down, 
You're going to be wishing you would have taken this podcast and all of our other thousands of podcasts more seriously, and you, would have be, you will be wishing you would have actually did what you didn't want to do when you didn't want to do it at the highest level now. That's your future self looking back, I promise you. So why punish yourself? Why torture yourself? Why wait around to see if Julie and I are right? Clearly we are right based on where the market is going and now finally what other market leaders are saying. There's no doubt next year is going to be a slower market. There's no doubt that those of you who have built your business predicated on buying buyer leads are going to be on your heels next year if you're not already. There's no doubt that teams and brokerages are going to be failing left and right because they're not profitable. That happens every time that these market cycles shift, every time they change. We've been preparing you guys on this podcast and certainly our coaching clients for this market shift for two years. So I'm going to go back to that question. If you knew for sure a year from now that everything was going to be dif- uh, different, absolutely 100% clarity, what would you be doing differently now? I just gave you a list. Why don't you start there? Start by requesting a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Guys, take this seriously, okay? Look, if you don't, if you, here's a, actually a different way of framing it. If you do take it seriously, what happens? If you do take what I'm asking and Julie's asking and all of our coaches are asking you to do, if you do take it seriously, you actually do it, where's the downside? We're asking you not to spend money on buying leads. We're asking you not to waste any more nights and weekends. We're asking you not to waste time on these little branding and website CRM bullshit conversations. We're asking you not to basically focus on really anything other than becoming a powerful listing agent. That's what we're asking you to do. Where's the downside in doing what we ask you to do? Where, where does it cost you anything? Seriously, let's just assume we're completely wrong. The market's going to take off. It's going to be a huge seller's market. And in that time, you've learned how to be a powerful listing agent. Where's the downside? You see? There is no downside to learning what we're asking you to do. But there's tremendous downside in you keeping on doing what you are doing. You see that, right? It's common sense at this point. So why don't you do something about it? Free coaching calls for agents.com, free coaching calls for agents.com. Look, guys, it's fourth quarter. It's almost the new year. I promised you, we'd, Julie and I, would be drilling down even harder on you and being more direct with you because I know the best agents in the country are the ones listening right now because all the hackish agents take this time of year off. Those of you who are listening are the ones that are going to make it. Please listen to what we're saying and do something with this information. Start with freecoachingcallsforagents.com. If you need to email us, it's Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Have a fantastic day. Remember, you can go to our website, TimAndJulieHarris.com, and you can listen to all of our past podcasts right there on our website. They're all very easily found and searchable, no problems whatsoever. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.